0: Welcome to the Mentis Podcast. Today we have Crispin Watson with EXP Realty. Thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah. So you're a realtor in today's tumultuous uh, environment, and and you're focused on the Birmingham markets. You've been focused there, I guess, for the past three years. Tell us what it's like being a real estate agent now. You know, kind of that interest rates are, you know, headed up to historic. Uh, have gone up at a historic rate and where do we where do we stand going forward Are house prices coming back down are they going to stabilize what's your viewpoint of it
1: yes I've seen house prices come down because of interest rates um, going up honestly I have a flip that me and my business partner are working on well it's complete we're going back and trying to upgrade it now just so we can try to raise the price and get what we really wanted to get from it had that house gone on the market in that same condition, you know, this time. Last year, we would have had eight offers by now, but it's been sitting just because rates are going up, buyers are unsure, sellers are paying closing costs, but it, it's it's kind of trickling in different areas, just kind of depending like school districts. If it's like a really, really hot area. sometimes getting caught back up in multiple offices situations since houses are going down. I was able to get something $20,000 under asking price for one of my clients. And that would have never happened (laughs) months ago. But it's a good thing for buyers. It's a great thing for buyers. They're getting closing costs paid. They're getting houses under the appraised value. So they're going in with automatic equity. If they want to use that money to pull out with a HELOC, do upgrades, whatever the case may be. But you know, it's the market. It's it's very different from when I first got in because I got in right in the heat of COVID. Prices, um, interest rates were low. Of course, you're bidding against 10, 20 buyers, and it's the complete opposite. So I'm just kind of I'm kind of interested, interested to see what's gonna happen.
0: So could you maybe share with us, what are those conversations sounding like? You know, it's, uh, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, uh, your house isn't worth as much as you think it is anymore, or is it, uh, you know, are you, and can you also share, are you representing the sellers or are you representing the buyers or both? It just doesn't, you know, it just depends mm-hmm. on the situation.
1: Yeah, it's both. Um, I had a seller, he wanted a particular amount for um, the home that he was selling, we ran the comps. It made sense. I supported it. If I didn't, I'd be like, eh, you're kind of being unrealistic, but he wasn't being unrealistic. The comps supported it. But as soon as that house hit the market, everything slowed down. Rates went up. You know, buyers kind of, their buying power went down because the rates went up so much. So someone that I may have had approved for 250000 now they're only approved for to twenty, So now, you know, you're trying to go from one amount that you thought you were going to be able to afford to one that you now can't, you know, it's kind of scary. But for like the conversation with the seller is kind of like, hey, I understand you want top dollar for your property. I want you to get top dollar for your property because, you know, the more you sell this for the more I get. But at the same time, if the buyers aren't there, if the house is sitting for months at a time, you have to be able to entertain a price drop. You have to come up with different strategies to make your house sell. One of my sellers, their house sat for about a month. We were getting consistent showings, but we ended up having to drop the price, $10,000, and also start offering um, different strategies like agent bonuses. Like, hey, we'll do an extra $1,500 $1, agent bonus if your buyer closes by X amount a day. And surprisingly, that got us offers and we ended up getting that one under contract but it's just kind of being realistic with your client like i in it's it's even harder if it's like an emotional sale you know someone selling their family their dad's house that passed away you know they don't they don't want to just let it go they want to get what they're going to get out of it so if they're going through an emotional time you really have to kind of sit down and have those conversations like that's one of the um issues I'm dealing with now with a client father passed away Left the house, she wants top dollar for it, but you're gonna have to be willing to come down if you really want to sell the house or wait it out. It,
0: you know, obviously the real estate market is is cyclical, just like everything else, it goes up and goes down. We've gone through 2008, you know, the at the time when you got in, if you were selling real estate, uh, if you were if you owned it and you were flipping it, everybody was making money, it was easy. And mm-hmm. so so tell us about, I guess, that transition, you probably saw a lot of agents get into the market over the past few years, just similar to 2008. And in the mm-hmm. previous uh, cyclical times, what's going to be the 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 piece that differentiates the agents uh, who are going to be effective going forward, it, whether it be marketing, or if it, is it just a particular type of, uh, you know, real estate that you're focused on, and you're focusing on certain, uh, you know, maybe your higher end Uh, clientele, or maybe you're just like first time home buyers. you know, what is it going to be that's really going to differentiate going forward? Because it's not going to be a just throw a sign in the front yard, it's sold, it's going to be much more difficult, you're actually going to be providing that service. And I think that's going to be a little bit of a eye opening, uh, you know, realization for a lot of people who just kind of got in, and it was really simple. Uh, So maybe, maybe tell us a little bit about what you're doing and, and what you think would be the best practices.
1: Yes, I've seen many agents get in Um, at the same time I've gotten in and they've had to go back to get like a full time job just because the market shifted so much. They might have come in and getting constant referrals and not really having to do much besides, you know, say, hey, su- such and such referred you to me. Here's my lender. We're approved. Let's go. Now you actually have to get out there. Put your feet to the pavement, do some work and mm-hmm. actually build your business, whether it be digitally, whether it be through post, postcards, however you want to market. You have to do that and do it consistently. For me, I've seen social media work, honestly, about 80 percent of my clientele from 2022. Came from social media with about 20% coming from referrals. So you're talking like a six figure income coming just from me posting things online, which is completely free. And that's why I try to advise everyone you definitely want to build a social media presence no matter what business you're in, because if you're out of sight, you're out of mind. And you want to be the first thing that people think about when they see you. All
0: right, so let's unpack that a little bit. Social media, what is mm-hmm. that? Mean? Where? What are you doing? Uh, you know, kind of like what are the the nuances? Where are you pivoting to? Um, you know, everybody's uh, you know was on Facebook, might be still on Facebook. Are you going to Instagram? Are you on TikTok? How often are you posting? And you know, kind of give us mm-hmm. some of those details.
1: Yeah. So depending on what you're doing, it would depend on where you need to focus your social media presence. Where you have most interaction, that's where you need to be. If your ideal client people from, you know, your high school that you went to college with, hey, put it on Facebook because everybody's over there. But if you're trying to reach a broader audience, people you don't know, um, you want to jump maybe on Instagram, TikTok. TikTok um, lately has been a game changer for me because it has allowed me to get in front of so many people. different a- TikTok, yes, honestly.
0: <laughs> okay, so what are you doing on TikTok?
1: Thank <laughs> I'm showing up and I'm being authentic, honestly. I'm showing up and being myself because people like people that they can relate to. People like to work with people that they can relate to. So I get on there and talk about anything, to be honest. If y'all get on there and see my TikTok, you know. That's just me. But I talk about my life, like me going through a divorce, me being a mom, like me having child support back and forth court, like with him. Like, But it, at the same time, I'm talking about real estate. So you have to throw that in there. Because at the end of the day, people like entertainment or they like education. So you, if you kind of have like a mixture of both, you'll kind of reach the people that you want to reach. I've had people to contact me. I'm in Alabama. So I've had people from New York, California to contact me and say, hey, I found you on a hashtag and I'm moving there. You seem cool. You're a mom. I'm a mom. I feel like I can relate to you. I definitely want to work with you. And I've even had celebrity clients to reach out to me just because they've seen me from a hashtag on social media. So you really want to utilize hashtags and be specific to your market. So with me being in Birmingham, I'll hashtag hashtag Birmingham Realtor hashtag Alabama realtor hashtag Birmingham real estate this is my kid I'm sorry Hashtag Alabama real estate so you kind of want to be specific to those markets and the people that you are trying to attract I'll do hashtag first time homebuyers because a lot of my clientele are first time homebuyers and you want to figure out a pain point and you want to be able to help the people that are watching For instance, I may say, hey, what about people that don't have money for a down payment? I'm going to target those as their pain point. So I'm going to say, hey, have y'all heard about this 100% financing program? Do you not have money for closing costs? Um, Let me help you. And you would be surprised at how many people will reach out to you just from you being you and you having the resource and the knowledge that they're looking for.
0: Okay, so you basically... You're just being yourself and you're using hashtags and you're, you're just basically posting on the most popular social media sites. Sounds simple enough, but it takes, it takes that, you know, the one step further to still be successful. So what are you telling people when they contact you for the first time? What is the, you know, what is the secret sauce that you're kind of providing rather than just your average Mm -hmm. agent and what should sellers be looking out for now that there probably is, is going to be more of a, it's going to be more important to pick the right agent to either list your house or to, uh, to represent you in the buying Mm -hmm. situation.
1: Yeah. I try to tell my sellers you have to stick with today's time. I had a seller to pull a listing from someone else. She was an older agent, wasn't really tech savvy and someone referred her to me they were like, you know, she's great. She's gonna have your house all on social media. People are gonna be like you will see the traction from the marketing that you're doing. And granted, they gave me the listing and we're under contract now. Um, but not only that, you just want to make sure everything in your business um, is very professional. I got my systems in order before I really started putting myself out there on social media. And what I mean by that is like if someone contacts me, I'll say, hey sometimes i'll go back and forth a little bit in the dms but ultimately my goal is to set an appointment with them to get them on my calendar so we can do a consultation so i direct them to a link in my bio say hey here's a link in my bio make it very easy and convenient um with that link as they're booking a consultation with me i'm also pulling information so like names phone number email all that goes into my database because you want to build an email list, but it's also pulling, and the one question I always ask which is the most important, how did you hear about me? (laughs) I really want to know where the business is coming from, and like I said, that 80% TikTok, TikTok, social media, TikTok, and, and they're converting, so if people get to the point where they're actually booking a consultation with you, they're pretty serious, I mean, not a lot of people are just going to, you know, go through the motion and, you know, just play with you on social media. So you definitely want to have easy and, act, and an easy and an organized way for your clientele to reach you so you don't have to sit there. Like if you have 10 people contacting you in your DMs, you can copy and paste the same response. To everyone. Hey, thanks so much. for Reaching out. I look forward to working with you. There's a link in my bio. Let's let, let's chat. Copy and paste that, you're done. Um, so that's so why I said it's good to kind of have those systems in place because at the end of the day, you do still work and you don't want to spend literally all day on <laughs> social media when you could be doing other, you know, dollar producing activities for your business.
0: And the buyer's recommendation for like what you're fixing okay. up. And how are you negotiating um, you know, the the different aspects mm-hmm. of the deal? Are you are you insisting on okay. inspections now? Like what are you what are you looking for? As
1: Alabama is a buyer beware state so one thing I always recommend and push for my buyers is to definitely get the inspection if they are in a financial buying, I say you know it's totally up to you. you don't have to get it but I recommend you get one um, at this point it's not really hard getting sellers to fix things that we see on the inspection um, you know in a market where rates were a little bit lower you were seeing people waiving the inspections just going in Blindsided just to get into a house. But now it's kind of turned in terms of buyers being able to really go through their due diligence and really go through those contingency periods and say, hey, I want you to fix X, Y, and Z. We can negotiate it with the sellers but without having to compete with someone that's saying, like, hey, I'll buy this house. I don't want anything done. I want it as is. And I'll even pay 40000 over for what it's worth. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it, it, to me, it sounds like the buyers are really, there's some equilibrium coming back here. The buyers mm-hmm. were just at such a disadvantage over the past few years, almost, not just overpaying, putting themselves into like real risk with waiving these inspections and uh, potentially, uh, you know, buying a house that could be in like catastrophic shape. And it's really your fault if, if you just take it. I mean, you, you have to, you have to just deal with it. And yeah. now we're, I think we're going to see that shift. I think that's a good thing. You're going to see people not put themselves into situations that could be like yeah. life altering financial, um, you know, issues. I suppose, what would you recommend be the number one thing people should fix up if they're going to list their house? I mean, is there anything that's mm-hmm. different? I mean, you know, you always hear about the kitchens and baths, but maybe it's a little different in today's market.
1: Yeah, it varies, honestly, what your goal is to, um, as far as selling the home. Um, Definitely, you want to declutter first and foremost um, before anything, but people mostly look at kitchens and bathrooms. Those are your two main selling points that you can affect when it comes to getting your home, you know, in the top condition. You know, the things you can affect that really may affect the cell would be like the room sizes or the layout or something like that. But the things that you can fix, I definitely recommend maybe a fresh coat of paint if it looks like, you know, your home. You'll be surprised what some good white paint will do in your house. So definitely like a fresh um, coat of paint. Make sure your lawn, the landscaping is in tip-top condition because that's the first thing people see. (laughs) They pull up and they look like, okay, what does this outside look like? So you definitely want to make sure you do that. And if you have the funds to put a little more, maybe upgrades into your home, you can do that. You'll be surprised what you like. A different light fixture could do that. Cost you 50 bucks at low. So.
0: Sure. Well, that's some good advice. Now, in your market, how how have like new home constructions been, uh, you know, impacted? Are you seeing that slow down a little bit? Are you starting to see, uh, you know, maybe used homes have even have price reductions like what do you think the what do you think the next few months are going to look like
1: yes what i've seen especially with new construction those prices are dropping they've been having consistent price drops Um, and this is the first that i've seen since i've been in the real estate market so since about what 2020 2021 This is the first time I've seen new construction drop their prices. They're offering, hey, we'll give you $5,000 towards your closing costs. We'll give you free blinds and gutters if you use our preferred lender. So I'm starting to see a shift there. Buyers are able. I've even had builders to say, hey, you know, they usually have their starting price for homes. They're even negotiating those at this point. So great things for buyers. Um, I think that for the production is kind of still the same as far as like speed-wise as to getting a new home. Um, just simply, I don't really know what's going on in the lumber world right now. So don't make me make that up. But I'm still seeing about four to six months turnaround for a new construction home from ground up, but you are being able to kind of customize some things. Back when the market was very hot, you were getting whatever the builder wanted to put in there. And even though it was a new construction home, you you didn't get a chance to pick out like, hey, I want this color granite or I want these kind of floors. And if I'm getting a new construction home, I want to kind of have a say so and <laughs> what's going on in that. So that's what I've definitely seen. I've seen honestly resales coming down on prices consistently. I just wrote a contract um probably like an hour ago. And I saw the original price was thirty thousand more than what it was listed for right now, and we didn't even submit a full price offer. And I um, talked to the seller, and they were like, "Hey, yeah, we're probably gonna go with it because houses are sitting, and the sellers want their money, so they kind of have to settle and and help the buyers out a little bit." I've seen buyers paying for a termite inspection, wood infestation reports septic um, inspections, things that I've seen buyers having to pay for in the past. So it's definitely been a relief when it comes to buyers. It's been a, a little bit more on sellers. So it's kind of evening out. And I like to see it, honestly.
0: Well, that's the way it really should be. You know, when we yeah. focus all on one side, you know that there's a there's a correction that's bound to come. And, you know, you have to be a little bit more careful in that sort of situation. You know, certainly there's the opportunity for people to buy right now and then refinance. There is some refinance Mm -hmm. cost, of course, but you could do some quick math and you probably are going to realize some savings if you are willing to, uh, you know, kind of pull the trigger and stay in the house for a little while at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's go talk about what the other brokerages or other real estate agents are doing to, I guess, get in front of people. And I'm sure you're going to see some people dropping out of the market as they aren't able to sell homes, like you had mentioned, people are getting having to get another job, or maybe this isn't going to work out for them. So what are the new, you know, things that people are, are offering? Are they getting uh free drone packages with their house? Are they getting, uh, you know, listing on certain websites with their house? It, what, what are people doing to like really make sure that their house is standing out and like, they're not going to be the ones sitting for six months waiting to be sold.
1: Yeah, honestly, um, they're being realistic. Definitely when it comes to price, um, Honestly, I don't know what anyone else is doing, to be honest with you, (laughs) because I'm such like in a tunnel vision of like what I'm doing um, over here. (laughs) But honestly, I do kind of offer different packages for my I'm all about professional photography when it comes to a listing like the listing I previously spoke about. That was that was pulled from another agent. The photos they had compared to the photos that my professional photographer took night and day and they were like hey and she had to listen for about six months so I think it actually expired and it was like we just don't want to renew and they told me within two months they've had more listings and more interest in the house well within like this month and one two weeks they're in they've had more interest than they had in that whole six months simply because the first time people are looking at properties, they're looking at them online, Zillow, realtor.com. So what they see on their phones or on their computer is gonna be very impactful to, and in regards to the traction um, that you have come into your listing. So for me, it's professional photography. I've seen a lot of people doing a lot of social media, TikToks, going in the house, dancing, making it funny. Um, but as long as you know they're getting it out there, things will be working.
0: <laughs> you know, it really sounds like it comes down to the tried and true. Price it realistically, make sure your house mm-hmm. is in good shape, declutter, uh, paint, landscaping, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: professional photos. You know, these are not these are not groundbreaking things. It just sounds like you're reiterating what people should be doing. And as yes. we're heading into kind of this changing market, it'll be interesting to see how. Uh, you know, how many, I'm sure we'll see some report like a year from now that like, you know, several hundred thousand agents have probably dropped out of the market and, and are no longer representing clients just because they're struggling yeah. to find their way. And I, I think that your, you know, your, um your, your professional, uh, you know, kind of approach to taking clients from A to Z is a, is a great way to keep yourself in business. And, I really appreciate you
1: sharing all of that. And I have to remind clients, especially buyers, um, because I work with a lot of younger clients. So of course they're listening to their parents and they're saying like, hey, these rates are high. They're not as low as they were. We're not in where rates were two and 3%. Like we were going through a pandemic. So we probably won't see that again for a very long time. So if you look back, Rates have been much higher than this before. So it's kind of just they're they're not historically low and they're not historically high to me. (laughs) To me, they're kind of level and I try to put that in my buyer's head and date the rate, marry the house, get the house. If the rates drop, hey, refinance. You're good. So just don't get stuck on rates. Don't get focused on what's going on right now. If you want the house, get the house. I advise getting the house always.
0: Well, that, that really sounds like there's there's something for buyers to be paying attention to right now. There, there's mm-hmm. definitely some changes. And as long as sellers are realistic, they're still going to probably capture a large amount of that equity that they've, you know I guess, you know, acquired over the, the past year as we uh, had the market kind of run up. But yes. I, yeah, I really appreciate you kind of sharing everything with us. Is there... Is there a great way for people to reach out and contact you if they're looking for a home in the Birmingham market?
1: Yes, definitely. You can visit my website. That is SoLuxLife, S-O-L-U-X-L-I-F-E.com. So www.SoluxLife.com. You can search properties. You can schedule a consultation. If you're interested in taking your social media to the next level, I'm happy to help. You can book a consultation on that as well.
0: Well, Crispin, I appreciate you being here. Thank you for your time. And I hope that you have a, uh, a very successful 2023 and you, uh, you survive all these changes uh, and the business continues to thrive.
1: Same to you, Nick. I appreciate it.
0: Thanks.